Welcome back to another episode of The Press Room. I'm your host, Cooper Shepard, joined by, as always, my co-host and good friend, Nathan Bressel. This is a different episode today. If you're new here, obviously, you haven't listened to us before. We are mainly a sports uh, news podcast, but me and Nathan are both heavily into cards and the card industry and the market. It's one of our biggest hobbies. We go to all the shows, so I'm assuming if you're listening, you're into cards as well. So this is our first time posting card episode. Uh, it's a different market we've been in. Just wanted to start posting. I, I wouldn't say weekly, but uh, every once in a while we'll, we'll start posting these card episodes. And uh, Nathan, let's get into it. Obviously, um, it's going to be fun because it's something we're both very interested in. And uh, where do we start? Yeah, it's good to do this episode. I know this has been something we've wanted to do for a minute now and kind of just sit and have a conversation um, just about different things going on in the card world. Um, I think most notably the thing that we can touch on is like the down market, I guess, of what we're in now compared to, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, So what I had written down in my notes that I had sent you is just like the first bullet point is like, how are you or are we, or should people general navigate the, market that we are in now um so i'll let you kind of talk first and then i'll kind of feed off of what at least in my opinion i see people doing and how the market is shifting versus how my strategy has changed as well so i guess you could answer that first um obviously it's hard because i would say the majority of people not majority but there's a lot of people that are in cards that haven't experienced a market like this because obviously with the covid boom there's so many more people in it that weren't in it whenever it was the last time it was this low like this is probably arguably this is the lowest it's been since before covid right um yeah for sure it's getting back to um i'd probably say closer to what it was before then so uh it's a lot it's a lot harder it's not as easy to um flip stuff i wouldn't say flip stuff but it's just there's a lot of cards that aren't everything's down obviously um Mm -hmm. I mean, we, I used to go, we used to just go to Dallas shows and just buy anywhere from 20 to $250 cards. And obviously, like we said before, that's the stuff that's the cheapest right now. Stuff that was, I'm trying to think of an example of a good card that's like $300 card. Even like, even like a Luca Prism 10. Like, those are down to like 275 which is insane because like I, we, bro, like we remember people paying, a thousand twelve hundred dollars like i remember at the oklahoma city card show in january of 2021 so my senior year of college that january there was a guy sitting up next to us he traded two prism 2019-20 zion year rookie year mega boxes which were 800 dollars boxes at the time for and he traded away he got the boxes and he traded away his luca psa 10 yeah so he got 1600 dollars trade value out of it yeah and what I'm wax hasn't gone like wax is still decent. I'm assuming those megas are still 500 bucks. Right? I'd assume those megas are at least still 300 bucks. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can pull an orange cracked ice jaw or Zion and it's probably a $300, $400 card raw. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a jaw, a jaw silver PSA 10 does like 1200 right now. So I would assume a silver raw is like, yeah, four to five would be a good guess. So. But yeah, as far as um how to navigate, uh, 
you got to be careful. It's 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 hard to buy right now, obviously, as we've all seen. Um, people don't want to sell because they're way too much money into their cards. Uh, so obviously, and like at shows, we've talked about this. It's harder to buy right now, but we've all got those three, four, five people that we go to that we know are going to give us a deal. And that's how it is. I feel like every, the last two Dallas shows, I feel like I've kind of really seen like people don't, they don't really want to sell their stuff. Yeah. Dallas is interesting. I'll touch off that before I kind of go into my points, but shows are interesting because one, like we get out. 15 times you deal with the same vendors over and over so you know the room unless there's a completely new vendor which is very rare but every show there's a couple um you usually i usually go to the same three or four most of the time for a lot of my buying which is good because you already have that relationship with them and stuff but a lot of the vendors are there one because they just can be and two a lot of like the high-end dealers that sit like kind of in the front in the middle a lot of those guys don't really care if they sell cards, honestly. They're more there just to buy or trade um, and hang out with their buddies because they're rich and they don't really need to sell cards. Yeah. Um, they, they just kind of sit there and flex, which is perfectly fine. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. I just think it's a waste of time. Um, but you go to those same four to five dealers that I know personally are going to give me a good deal, who are there to sell cards, who have stuff that I like. Um and we can get a we can get a deal done. And I'm a cash buyer. If you have cash at a show, like you can pay seventy five to eighty percent when you're buying a big stack of three thousand, four thousand worth of cards. So um, those are the guys that I go to, and I choose to spend my money on. But as far as like navigating the market, like you said, you have to be smart. So a lot of people aren't wanting to sell, which is fine. But I don't see this as the bottom yet, in my opinion. I, um, I think cards will continue to bottom out for at least the next six months. And the reason I say that is not just because of the state of where like macroeconomically we are as a country, but just the industry itself, like cards, were, cards have been on the rise since like 2018. Like you can see, you can go back and look at stuff. So I drew a little graph here while you were talking just to kind of explain myself. So obviously right here is like peak COVID obviously. And then we're going down, but we're, I don't think we're down to where we started yet. And I think we'll even go lower than that as time goes down. But just as far as navigating, you gotta be smart. Like you gotta buy stuff that people want. And I guess kind of leading into that point right now, I've noticed a lot of, the low end stuff like value boxes, one to $10 stuff it shows has really been what's moving. Mm -hmm. And then also the high end stuff, like what people are always going to be desired, the rare stuff, the dual autos, the Kobe autos, the Luca prism number to one forty nine PSA tens, like all that stuff is still in demand and there's still stuff selling. Um, a lot of the mid end stuff is what's kind of bottoming out in price. So for example, I have a Travis Kelsey immaculate patch auto that's sealed They're Like it's probably like a $300 card, honestly, but I feel like right now in this market, it's like a $200 card. Um, just, just stuff like that. Like, I don't know if that's what you're seeing as well, but I just feel like if, if I was a vendor and I was going to set up at a show right now, I would bring all of my one to $10 stuff 
And if I wanted to sell mid-end and lose money on it, sure, that's great. But then a lot of my high-end, like anything above a grand, I would consider high-end, I guess, um, is stuff that I would definitely like still consider. And I wouldn't necessarily want to trade down on a card over a thousand dollars. I would want I would rather trade up into another card. If yeah, that makes sense. That that's what sucks the most for us, or at least me. I mean, I know us, that's kind of our niche is like the fifty to three, four, five hundred dollars stuff. That's the stuff that I like grading. I like grading the raw fifty to like a thousand dollar cards. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the stuff we've been buying and grading and selling since Obviously, we got to that point. We started out a lot lower, but that's where we've been. And now it's like I've, I'm looking at all these cards, the cards that I have, and it's just like, yeah, like for example, just like a second year Tyler Hero Select Green to five. Yeah, that's it's probably like I I can't sell it for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, like it, it's insane, and it's just like, yeah, like here I'll pull something out. Um. And it sucks because that's uh that's that's the stuff that we're we're most into. But it is what it is. You got to navigate the market yeah. to um just be yeah smart. exactly like this. Oh, here's a perfect example. I just got this card back from PSA and Economy Order. You've seen yeah. you've seen this card. Like the when I bought this card raw at the National in July, I think it was around a forty dollar card raw. And the PSA 10 was doing around 250 to 260. It's a LeBron select to 199 if you're listening from 2019. Um, so that's why I bought the card. I was like, sure, it's worth 40 bucks. I'll grade it for 50. If it tens, I'll make 160 bucks. This card right now, the last comp was like 130. So that's it's like that is. it's like it's down 45% since from July. Or four months ago. So it's like how bad like still sure i'm gonna make money on that but there's a big difference between making 40 dollars and making 150 dollars on a card um but just stuff like that like a lot of that mid type stuff is collection like that type of stuff it's just it's cheaper now so you've got to be careful with what you're buying and as far as investing in a card you've or a player you've got to make sure that like you you really got to be picky about what you're buying of a certain player. Okay, so what would you recommend people in our, I'll say like, budget slash price range, do, people that that, that do stuff that we've been doing. I mean, if if I were you, like like what we're doing, creating your own margin, is what's best. Sure, you can buy. There's some people that can buy at 70% and still do that. I personally don't have a lot of success buying at 70%, you know, with $500 cards. I don't know how people do it. It's crazy. I don't know why you would do it, but creating your own margins by grading your own cards. That's of being able to say, Hey, I don't think this is a good card to grade. Hey, I do think this is a good card to grade. That's what's made me money. Like even that LeBron, right? There, sure. I'll make 40 bucks on it. It's not, it's a hundred less than what I would have made, but like, I'm hard. So that's, that's a good skill to have, but ultimately in buying and being smart, you've got to have what people want. It's all about supply and demand. What, what, what is something that someone, if I'm a, if I'm a collector of Tyler hero, do I, what, what other applicable to me? Is it this 
zebra courtside PSA 10, which is very short printed. It's a case hit. Or am I going to want Tyler Hero silver nines or Tyler Hero select tricolor tens? Like, sense that people are going to want what's in higher demand and less supply this is a lot less supply than a tyler hero psa 10 and that's why you see a lot of dips in cards that have high pops and that there's a lot of because there's not as much demand aka the luca so this whole game is about supply and demand if you're buying what people want you're always gonna have business why why do we buy oklahoma city it's this is a geographic example why do we buy oklahoma city thunder stuff yeah, because we're not OKC and we can sell it. So every time I see a cheap Giddy Auto, I'm interested. Yeah, it's just like supply and demand. That's what it's all about. Okay, so um, let's move on to buy versus sell. Is there anything in particular that you are buying or selling right, like at the moment, right now? Particular sport, particular player. Right now, I'm buying big lots of bulk. Of cheap, stuff. cheap, cheap cards, one to fifteen dollar cards, because I think that's what's going to be able to sell. I know I can go on Facebook on a Sunday afternoon, and a forty five year old man is sitting on his recliner with his kids watching football, and he's going to be scrolling through Facebook wanting to buy some cheap cards. Can I say the same about being able to sell multiple two hundred dollar cards in a Discord that are down forty percent? No, so I'm going to buy the stuff and put in the work. Sure, the profit won't be or the margins may not be as great and it's more work and it's more time shipping a ton of dollar cards but if that's what's going to make the money then that's what i'm going to do yeah uh what about you what do you think yeah i mean i agree i haven't i haven't been buying um like big boxes like you have but i honestly think right now like that's that's the best thing to do because you're not going to make you're not going to make money on 100 to 300 cards like we have been so it's like yeah um i forgot what i was gonna say oh as far as buying you know what i'm glad we did buy it didn't end up working out it did at least it didn't it, it worked out but like it didn't work out as we thought shay we've been on shay me and you since last basketball season ended like in Bro, february I was, I was on him like oh no but i'm talking about like hardcore like buying the good stuff yeah. well i didn't have the money back back when i was yeah that's what i'm saying like buying the best stuff we could like i've had like i sold those the two really nice shades that i had like right before season and his stuff didn't really see an up climb but like he's a guy this year and he's been a guy that's like been very liquid in the card market and he's had some really good sales lately of his rare stuff which is great mm -hmm. um do I wish I held onto those cards? No, I didn't really make any money on them, but I don't really, I don't think that I would have either way just because of the way we're in the market. But yeah, Shay was a buy and we did. If, if the market was, if, if the market, if the market was what it was in June of 2020, we would have made 400 X. I mean, I still have all of my Shay stuff for the most part. I don't have any of it i sold all of it and a decent amount of it like i was looking at some of them today just to see if i was down or there's a couple of them that are like about what i bought them for but like like a silver prism 10 literally the low of it was like 350 and that's mm -hmm. what i bought it from you for 350 and it's a 400 card right now but if we were in the market of 
I'm like even like eight months ago, that's probably like a five hundred and fifty dollar card right now. Yeah, so the that Shea True Blue number to one ninety nine PSA ten I had, I bought it for I bought it basically for the last comp in March, which was fourteen fifty, and I was thinking obviously it'll go up as the season gets closer and stuff like that. I think I sold it for like fifteen fifty, so I made like a hundred bucks, but that's not a lot. Obviously, that's like less than ten percent on a card like that. But just stuff like that, like I thought was such a good play at that point because you know I mean it, I mean it was for the market we were in. You, yeah sure like when everyone was buying baseball in march at dallas i was buying shay and trey young and i was selling my baseball yeah exactly and it's i mean i i think i'll still make money on my shay stuff but not near as much as i thought i was going to yeah because i've had i've had it for so long and i've had so much no. and i almost just kind of want to keep some of it but like i think i i, I feel like it's like he's gotten all the recognition, not all, but like the tension's on him now. Like everybody knows this man's a hooper. Here's here's what you've got to consider if you're in a similar situation to Cooper. Is yes, you want to hold your stuff and wait it out, and it's cool, and I like collecting this player. But if you believe what we talked about earlier with the market still continuing to go down, you can sell those three hundred to six hundred dollar cards now. And then you can replace them in six months for less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you've got a card that you're like, oh, I really like this card, but it's not like you're attached to it per se. It's a liquid card. You can buy another one, sell it right now. And then when the Thunder aren't in the playoff race in February and all eyes are on the Super Bowl and baseball is heating up, go buy it back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what I, I, I think it's, uh, I hate to say it, but I think, I think, Right now is probably the time that I should uh, start looking to cash out on all my Shea stuff. I would agree. And right now is a great time to buy baseball. Baseball is low right now, especially prospects. Guys like Bobby Witt, a Anthony Volpe. Um, those are some guys I've definitely got on my mind. Do what? I said there's tons that you can like. There's so many prospects you can. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I'm just talking about like the elite guys, like the guys that are going to be hot. Like now's a great time to buy maybe a nice Otani auto. Like just when February comes around in January and the new Bowman comes out the end of this year, like baseball is going to heat up again. And in March at Dallas and all these big shows that are in the spring and people are going to want baseball. Jeremy Pena, another one, World Series MVP, like. His top series two base rookies are doing what Wanders did to start, like 10, 15 bucks. Like Jeremy Payne is another great example. Um, if you can find a nice Yordan, like guys that have been decent prospects for a while. And then like like a, a Vlad. Vlad's a perfect example. I think Vlad's in for a good year. He's liquid. Like if you can find a cheap first Bowman Chrome auto of him, I feel like that doesn't have any room to necessarily maybe go down. But I feel like it'll be a very in-demand card here in the next couple months. I'd like to pick me up a uh, auto of Michael Harris, my boy. Yeah, he just won a NL Rookie of the Year, right? Yeah, so it's not like they're going to be cheap, but no, just... sure, sure, but not like I mean, compare compare what his prices are going to be to Acuna's like right now. They're going to be pretty pretty similar, I would think. Like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know the baseball market super super well, but I know names and I know how to comp a card. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's. It's going to be interesting to see how that baseball market comes in once we hit winter, but 
And then as far as football, I wanted to touch on a little bit. Football is just so volatile. It's week by week, even the season is. But if you're going to be like investing in football, you've got to be thinking ahead of like, who do I see in the playoffs? Who do I see playing into January type of thing? Um, and cashing out then the week flips that's not really a thing anymore guys are getting hurt like unless you just like collecting football and like a lot of the football is mid-end I just don't see football as an up thing unless you know like if if I if anything I'm gonna buy like a high-end quarterback auto of a guy who I think is gonna be in the Super Bowl because we bought that Joe Burrow stuff and with last year and all that if you that's that's the football play right now is investing for the next six to eight weeks and see who you think can make the make a run personally i i'm not super into football i am super into football outside of cards uh cards i don't really touch it a whole lot other than like when it's like the most dead time of the year so yeah i do football from march till july I don't touch it any time other than that, unless it's like PC stuff or small stuff to flip. Like, I don't think right now I have a football card in my collection over 250 bucks. Like, I think the most expensive card football card I have left is that Jonathan Taylor Panini one RPA. And that's it. And that's going to that's going to go on eBay here pretty soon. Uh, you want to tell everybody about your uh, Mac Jones play that you had in the offseason? Uh, sure. As an example. Yeah. So here's an example of why high-end football is so volatile first off you can just think of all the people that are holding trey lance bangers because he sliced his knee or his ankle up or whatever like just anything like that can happen to any quarterback any player at any time why would you there i know i got personally a vendor that i do a lot of deals with who literally has like 25k wrapped up into trey lance cards and they're just and they're just sitting in his box because and like he's tied up in that money because there's no point in even selling them because they're like they're down 75%. Like, sure, now it's probably a great time to buy a Trey Lance card if you really believe in Trey Lance, but like he's gonna be in year three and hasn't even played like any snaps. So it's like, but back to Mac Jones. Um, graded a mosaic white sparkle, came out of PSA 10. Um, sold it at the national for like 2700 gave the guy a really good deal the last comp was like 35 or something it was like i gave him a deal because i just want to get rid of it i just wanted the cash for the national i didn't care so i was into the card for like a thousand dollars um but now that same card that i sold in july at the national is now like a five like it's like like high-end football is so so volatile unless it's like a goat like a brady or a manning auto or something like that like all these guys that have high like i don't i've been hearing people be like oh i don't want to buy brady right now great i'll buy brady right now yeah no i would too i'm just saying like yeah i don't i don't get it but like people that have all this money into mac jones and like even justin Fields, sure he's been balling the last couple of weeks but like he's on the bears like they're not making the playoffs like who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. like it's not sure. He's a great quarterback. I love Justin Fields. I've got some great Justin Fields cards in my PC because he went to Ohio State. But I'm not buying those cards to invest and to grade them. I'm buying them because I love Justin Fields as a player and what he did for Ohio State. 
Like I just don't get the hype of buying all these Herbert contenders autos that you see at every single person's showcase in Dallas. Like, it's just stupid to me. Like, I don't get it. Like, please show me an RPA or like a nasty patch of like Reggie Miller instead of a Justin Herbert contenders nine five. Like, I don't care. Like it just, like that stuff just pisses me off. Like I made a comment to someone at national. I forgot. I think it was, I think it was Cardmon or Rohan or somebody. I don't even remember. But I was like, bro, I'm tired of seeing freaking Trey Lance contenders autos in every single person's hand that walks by me. And he's like, bro, I'm tired of it. Like, and we, I talked to Jason about this too because he's a basketball guy. And I'm like, bro, like, I need to go to a California show because they do so much more basketball and F1 and like different stuff like that. I'm so tired of these Midwest shows with all these stupid quarterback autos. Like, it just, it's just so every single every single table every single showcase i looked in there was a joe burrow contenders psa 10 it was a justin it, it was one of these three joe burrow contenders auto justin herbert and trey lance yeah yeah hurts hurts and lance were the guys at this year's national for sure and obviously and yeah two uh yeah those yeah those five you can throw in you yeah. can throw in Allen and Herbert and Burrow and Mahomes, but yeah. whatever. Doesn't matter. I was selling football. Like you, you know me. Like we're we're both basketball guys. Like that's why. Like when I got to the national, my number one goal for the first day of the national was to meet Gary V and get the frick out of that Mac Jones card. I didn't give a shit about Mac Jones. Like who cares? Like it's Mac Jones. Yeah. Like he has done nothing at all. Well, there's like, a lot ever. of people that are stuck holding the bag. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just ridiculous that like people are holding these high end cards. Oh, this the 49ers defense is so good. Trey Lance and you know, they went to the NFC championship with Jimmy G. Like Trey Lance is so much better. Well, his ankle snapped in half. Now what are you gonna do? Like, sorry, that sounds harsh, but like it's the it's the reality. Like that's why I think basketball and baseball is so much safer. Sure, Otani has never been to a playoff game. But I can go buy a Juan Soto or another t- like Juan Soto autos are like $100, $120 in some products. Like what other sport are you going to buy a star player like Juan Soto, probably a top five player in the league? Like what's the cheapest John Moran auto you can buy? Like $500? Uh, yeah. Like baseball is just so much safer and basketball, in my opinion, is just easier to, at least in my opinion, it's a lot less volatile of a market. And that's what I like about it. And I enjoy basketball. So, like, I know the players and stuff, too. I don't – I know football, too, but, like, you get what I mean. Yeah. No, yeah, we follow basketball. Like, I mean, I, I would say I follow football and basketball the same amount. But I just enjoy the basketball card market more, and I just – I do, too. I know everything about it. And uh, I think um, the – I think the basketball market – the football market currently is what the basketball market was in 2020. Like everyone's like everyone in 2020 had their basketball rookie, like their guy, like mine was Seku. Like everyone had like everyone had their guy that they're like, oh, he's gonna be so good. Like when the bubble, blah, 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 blah. Like that's what people are with football now. Is oh, which quarterback? Oh, I love Javante Williams. Oh, Jerry Judy's great. Like, who can like yeah. Jamar Chase. Oh, oh boy. Like, like cool. Yeah, he's flashy, but like in 10 years, like look at like who's a receiver that like Stefan Diggs. He has 2015 tops rookies. Like, what's a tops Stefan rookie like refractor? Like three dollars? Yeah, probably. Like, who cares? Like, no one. Yeah. Um, 
I want you to give me two two guys. You already said Seiku, so I'll say three guys in 2020 that you thought were just gonna go crazy. That I thought were gonna go crazy. Yeah, that's like you were buying. Um, I was big into Seiku. I was just stashing his stuff, which was bad because it they were Donruss base cards at that point. Um, I thought I thought Kobe White would be decent, but like nothing crazy. I thought he'd be a lot better than he actually is. And then uh, I liked Baisley because we're in OKC, so I like I liked I liked to grab Baisley stuff when I could because he was like our guy and he sold locally and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were like the three of the names that came to my head. I honestly right. don't remember. I remember buying. I remember thinking Brandon Clark. Was gonna yeah, be your guy was Brandon Clark. I remember buying his prism greens and silvers and mosaic greens and orange reactives, and I was like, "Bro, if this dude ever goes crazy, I'm gonna be fucking rich." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my guy is Tyler Hero too. I love Tyler Hero. I've got a little like low end PC of him. Um, but that's what I was doing in 2020. You know this. I was just buying like the heroes and the Kobe Whites instead of the Zions and the Jaws because they were too expensive for my time. Like Donner's rookies of Zion were 40 bucks. Like I was buying heroes and basically everybody na- not named Zion and Jaw, and I was just flipping those guys. Yeah, and I I wish we were in that market right now. That'd be so fun. Yeah, it was easy. If, now it's a lot harder. If if I could have the money I have now in the 2020 market. Yep. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and that's when you see like who's truly in it for like the right reasons and who's not even in it for the right reasons, but in it for the long haul. And they really believe what they're doing and they've turned it into a great business for themselves is the people that are still grinding out and doing what they're doing and growing their business. Like I admire the heck out of car collector too. Like what he's done with his brand and his business during this time, like COVID was the best thing that ever happened to him. COVID was the best thing that happened for a lot of people in cards and his shop being shut down. Sure. It stopped foot traffic, but that man, he like people went live every night on Facebook doing breaks and all this stuff. And like it gave something people something to do. And a lot of people made a lot of money on for sure. So I think, I think COVID was the best thing that could have happened to cards for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, It'd be interesting to see what what it would be like right now if COVID never happened. Because obviously there'd be so many people that are in it right now that wouldn't be in it. Because yeah. it brought so many more eyes to the hobby. But I don't know. It's, okay. Got to work with what we got. So I'm going to ask you a question to wrap it up here as we wrap up. We're going to do a little buy, sell, hold. Or like, no, give me. No, no, no. We'll not do that. Give me one guy from each sport, and you can't say like Tom Brady or like Mike Trout. Yeah, for like baseball, you got to be a little bit different. Give me one guy from each of the three main sports would be buying right now at the current state of the market at the current season. So obviously, baseball is an off season. Football is in the middle of the season. Basketball is just starting to like really get into the. Yeah. They're like it's the way down. Um, football. I'm gonna say. Justin Jefferson, okay. because I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, and if he um, if he shines in the playoffs, that'll help him. Obviously, you said the market we're in, so it's kind of hard because, like, like theoretically speaking, in the market we're in, I'm not buying football. But yeah, sure. For the question, I'd probably say 
Justin Jefferson or I'm trying to think of a QB that's you can you can say like Herbert or something like I just don't want you to say like Brady. I don't want you to say like yeah. Brady Jordan Trout. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I'd probably say Jefferson or I guess Josh Allen, honestly, right now, because his stuff, he's kind of been playing like shit lately, and he's kind of out of the MVP race the last two weeks. I think I I, th- I think the Bills are fine, so I'd say Justin Jefferson or Josh Allen. Uh, basketball, I still like Shea for the future, like two years. I love Shea. Yeah. Um, I love Anthony Simons also, and. Probably Trey Young. Uh, baseball. I like Acuna. He didn't have a very good season. His stuff's not near as expensive as it has been. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just say Acuna for baseball. Uh, let me think of a young guy. Young guy, I'm going to go Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I was up and coming. For me, football, my pick was definitely Josh Allen. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, I really like Lamar still, and I really like Tua. Um, Dolphins are really, really good. They look great. They've got a really good offense. And then I've been a believer in Lamar all year. I still think he's pretty cheap. Um, basketball, I would definitely say I agree with you on Shea and Trey. I think Trey is criminally cheap. Yeah. Um, you know they're sitting at the three seed in the in the East right now. Um, I really like Anthony Edwards as well. I think he can be a superstar. I think he'll be an All Star this year. Um, Anthony Edwards is a guy that I've liked for a long time, and I've done well on his cards. So I'll go Anthony Edwards, and then for baseball, I'm going to go Tani as my older guy. You can't go wrong with Otani. He'll have the hype coming into the year. Um, and I thought about Judge a little bit, but like with the controversy of him, you know, yeah, running with a different team, just coming off a big year. Like he's it's the most entertaining yeah. player in baseball. Like yeah. I like I like Otani and I like Soto and Acuna. Um, but I would say Otani out of those three. And then for me, um, for young guys, Jeremy Pena, obviously he's really high right now. But if you wait maybe another month, six weeks, you can maybe snag some Bowman. Um, I wouldn't buy his top stuff. Um, the new stuff. And then I also like, I think Bobby Witt's a good play. I think he's still young enough and he had a decent enough year that his stuff will still be in demand. Um, but I also, oh, who was I going to say? Um, yeah, Bobby Witt. Oh, Anthony Volpe. I like him a lot. I think he'll end up being, I think he'll, I think you'll see him in a Yankees uniform like before June next Where's year. Right now. I think he's in double A. No. Okay. Yeah. I think he's in double A. I think he's like 21. I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he gives, if he, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he's the Yankee starting shortstop to begin the year. Yeah. So I like him a lot. All right. We're going to wrap it up right here. Uh, We can start doing these. I don't know. How often do you think is necessary? Like once a month? Yeah. Once every two, three weeks a month. So whatever. After every Dallas show, maybe give our little uh, synopsis, analyst analysis of the show what we saw that kind of stuff but uh it's a fun conversation appreciate you joining me nathan yes if sir for the first time uh we do post weekly starting to post bi-weekly just sports news 
mainly college football, but we're going to start putting some NBA episodes more. So uh, appreciate y'all listening, and uh, we will see you next episode. Peace.